This is Hoosier Ag Today's Tuesday morning podcast. I'm Andy Eubank on the 20th of February, 2024. Thanks for joining us. Coming up on the Hat Podcast, Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller report on news, including a spotlight shining on FFA during this National FFA Week. This Hoosier Ag Today podcast is made possible by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experienced banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more and stop by your local branch. Also today, Ryan Martin, our chief meteorologist, says sunshine continues, slightly warmer temperatures, and ag markets were closed yesterday. We have John Zanker along for market analysis, though, on the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. Making agriculture your life's work comes with challenges that can leave you feeling alone. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. And when you're a member of ACI, you have agribusiness advocates in your corner similar agribusiness members to network with, and opportunities for continued education. If your business serves Indiana agriculture, we need your perspective and hope you'll become a member of ACI. Visit inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Celebrating National FFA Week. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today, brought to you by McDonald's, As we honor the future this National FFA Week, McDonald's of Greater Indiana salutes all farmers throughout the Hoosier State, and what the Golden Arches do would not be possible without the support of Indiana farmers. As we celebrate National FFA Week, it's a time to share what FFA is and the impact it has on its members every day. FFA chapters across the country are celebrating in a number of different ways. Our Eric Pfeiffer joins us with more. National FFA President Amara Jackson from Michigan says the week is a great time to reflect and celebrate the organization that has brought such wonderful opportunities and memories. When I think back to my time at Corona High School, or the Corona FFA chapter in Michigan, I'm quick to think of the fun celebrations that we had during FFA week. My favorite being our Ag Olympics game that we had during FFA week. And so during uh, Ag Olympics, we would have a hay bale toss. We would have pie face, which is where it's a competition of who can fish out the most gummy bears out of a pan of pudding or, you know, pop chugging, the list went on. And during Ag Olympics, as a chapter, we were able to just celebrate and be together during a week that ultimately is here because of our wonderful organization. National FFA Week is also a good time for members to focus on recruitment. Grant Norfleet, National FFA Secretary from Missouri, says FFA is more than just an ag organization. It's helping mold the next generation of leaders who will change the world. Whether you have a connection to production agriculture or not, at the end of the day, we're going to provide students the opportunities to be successful for any career in and outside of agriculture. Yes, we have agricultural literacy roots, but we're providing students the opportunity to gain skills and knowledge so they can, yes, be better advocates and consumer for our industry, but ultimately we're going to provide them the opportunities to be a successful uh, functioning member of society, which I think is really important in this day. 
day and age. Give FFA Day will be held on Thursday. Visit our website for the link where you can give and help FFA reach their goal of raising $1 million. And on Friday, be sure to wear blue. Share your experiences throughout the week using the hashtag FFA Week. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Thank you, Eric. And speaking of National FFA Week, among the many supporters of FFA and Indiana's Farmers are your local McDonald's restaurants. We purchase over 29 million worth of quality ingredients from local Indiana farmers. And that's Jonathan Terhune, who owns and operates three McDonald's restaurants across East Central Indiana in Anderson, Union City, and in Winchester. McDonald's has long been a supporter of Indiana's farmers and the ag industry. Pretty staggering numbers with 8 million gallons of milk, 13 million pounds of pork, and over 12 million pounds of sugar, all sourced from our local Indiana farmers and suppliers. He says that McDonald's is also a supporter of the local community, and what better way to show that support than by working with local farmers? A lot of respect for our farmers. They are always out there. Seems like morning, noon, and night. We see them coming through our restaurants again morning, noon, and night also. And it's exciting to know when you're going to a restaurant in the morning or heading home at night and you see those farmers out there. It's exciting to know that what they're doing out in their fields or on their farms is actually coming right into our restaurants and being served to our customers. It's exciting to see kind of the whole circle of how everybody works together between farmers, suppliers, and the restaurants to make everything connect together. And much like Indiana's farmers and future farmers, Terhune says that McDonald's shares in that family connection. McDonald's truly is locally owned and operated. Everybody sees the McDonald's logo on there and knows that that's a global brand, but each local restaurant, just as majority, if not all local farms, are run by families and by individuals that are just really passionate about what they do. So it's not just McDonald's. Um, it's a family business. It's just a lot of our farms and our future farmers that are coming along. A lot of it's family business there, too. In fact, Terhune is a third-generation McDonald's operator his grandfather opened one of the first McDonald's restaurants in Indiana back in 1958 in Muncie. Read more about McDonald's and their support of National FFA Week at HoosierAgToday.com and the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Farm Credit Mid-America believes that your crop insurance should be maximized to address what's important to you. With their data-optimized decision tool, you can build a policy custom fit to your operation's goals. Using your past production data, their tool, which they have exclusive access to in their territory, maps out future events, helping you choose the perfect policy type, coverage level, and options for you, all guided by their crop insurance agents. To learn more, visit fcma.com crop insurance. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity provider. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here for a Tuesday, looking pretty good. Sunshine, blue sky dominating, temperatures continuing to sneak a little bit higher. South flow really starts to crank up tomorrow, but that also brings a little bit more cloud cover in. 
We have a significant weather system trying to move out of the central plains for late tomorrow through Thursday. That's going to bring rain to Indiana from U.S. 24 southward. I'm looking right now at anywhere from a quarter to probably three quarters of an inch. Coverage 80% of the state from U.S. 24 south. Northern areas of the state don't see much, but I think the northern areas may see a little bit of a minor disturbance trying to slide out of Michigan late tomorrow afternoon and into early Wednesday and that or Thursday. That's going to be something that gives us a few spits and sprinkles but just nothing well organized. The entire state dries down as we move into Friday. We're cooler for sure, but we're going to dry down, and we keep the dry pattern around through the weekend as temperatures moderate back up for Saturday and Sunday. Monday of next week looks quite warm. However, with the warmth, we also see a little bit of instability trying to come in. I won't be able to rule out some hit-and-miss scattered showers late Monday afternoon into Tuesday, and then Tuesday afternoon to Wednesday, we have a frontal boundary coming through that brings us likely a quarter to half an inch of rain. Coverage will end up being about 80% of the Hoosier State, and I'm lowering the top end of that total right now, but there's an outside chance we have to push that back to maybe close to an inch if thunderstorms try and pop up with this frontal boundary. It's one that I'm watching. There's plenty of warm air here trying to interact, but right now things are still up in the air. So we're going to watch it. Definitely know that there is moisture coming to start next week, Tuesday at least, as well. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Monday Farm Market Review. Markets, though, closed for President's Day. I'm Andy Eubank. I did catch up early in the day with John Zanker of Risk Management Commodities to get some thoughts from him. John, as we look back here on President's Day at last week, of course, we had the USDA Ag Outlook Forum. And on Friday, going into a three-day weekend, a short-covering rally in soybeans, much needed, although it certainly didn't come close to covering all of the losses. But what did you make of the rally overall? Well, I was hoping to get some help from the Ag Forum on corn acres, and they did come in uh, about a million, million and a half fewer acres than what the trade was expecting. And uh, I think corn finished down seven or eight cents that day. So I actually had a worse day than soybeans. And... Um, most of that uh, corn acreage loss went over to soybeans, so uh, pretty pretty supportive uh, corn number, not a supportive bean number. But I think, uh, fortunately, we've continued to get some private estimates out of Brazil that's bringing that crop down and in, maybe into the mid 140s, which you know is substantially below what the USDA just put out. So I think that's given some support to soybeans as, and. You know, this forecast right now for Brazil and Argentina, not real conclusive as far as whether we're going to get the soaking rains that uh, southern Brazil and Argentina would like. Uh, Argentina's had some pretty decent rains. Their crop is stabilized. I think we can still put that corn and uh, certainly the soybean crop over 50 million tons at this point. Uh, still a couple months of growing season left there. So I think that um, maybe this Maybe the downside potential is getting a little tired in here, especially uh, for corn and soybeans. And uh, wheat's been a mess. I don't know when that's going to stop. But uh, hopefully we can uh, stabilize this thing and, and bounce off of these uh, lows, which are 38-month, uh, going on 39-month lows for corn and uh, the lowest bean prices since May of this past year. We can hope for some flash sales announcements and a pickup in the export sales what are the prospects for that, even though seasonally not a good time for soybean sales? Well, it's going to have to be a miracle uh, to see a pickup in bean sales. Of course, they, uh, 
they fall off sharply at this time of the year, each and every year. Our, our shipments have been a little better the last two weeks than we anticipated. And uh, so that's a positive. But right now, Brazil uh, undercutting our price by at least a buck fifty per bushel. It's been as high as two dollars per bushel. I'm not really seeing much from a basis perspective that, that would tell us that the Brazilian crop's seriously short by any means. And uh, if Argentina finishes out the next two months, uh, they can cover what Brazil loses. The thing there, though, is uh, the Argentine farmer will hold on to those soybeans as an inflation edge where it's replacing bushels, but those bushels are not going to hit the market quite as fast as they would if they were Brazilian bushels. Corn-wise, um, sales shipments, uh, seeing the seasonal rebound that we would expect, and uh, we're the hottest game in town right now. Uh, so I, I think we're going to see a stretch here of some good weeks and uh, given that the funds are short over a billion and a half bushels and we're sitting here at 39 month lows, I'm looking for a little bit of a rebound in corn prices. Some thoughts from analyst John Zanker with Risk Management Commodities. John's number is 866-837-9027. Once again, the markets were closed on Monday, observing the federal holiday of President's Day. Follow the markets anytime at HoosierAgToday.com and our free mobile app, I'm Andy Eubank. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.